drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? Yankee Hotel Foxtrot is considered one of the most important albums of the 21st century. Grammy award-winning band Wilco and their music is really characterised by lead singer Jeff Tweedy's introspective, poetic and heartfelt vocals. Again, it's a signature on their new record, Cousin, as they prepare to tour Australia early next year. Jeff Tweedy, welcome to you, sir. Thanks for having me. Rolling Stone described Wilco as one of the most consistently interesting bands, which seems like an incredibly un-rock and roll way of putting it. But this obviously comes from your interest in experimentation within music. How do you make Wilco music that doesn't sound like other Wilco music? I, I don't know. I guess the, uh, my, be my best guess as to why that happens is because we very rarely use the same process in the studio to create our records. Um, in fact, it conscious, we consciously try not to repeat the same process. And that tends to lead to different results. Uh, you know, sometimes we record live in the studio. Sometimes we piece it together from multiple sessions over a long period of time. Sometimes, I mean, it, even a slight change to your comfort zone creates a different overall atmosphere and and i guess at the end of the day wilco kind of can't sound like anything other than wilco so each record kind of sounds like us with a, in a in a different room or something or in a different yeah. with different hiding well and obviously you've got kate lebon coming on as producer for this record was that how different was that uh, as an experience to jim o'rourke back on a ghost is born very, very different. I mean, the similarities are that they're both great artists who I love and respect and value their friendship. So there's some similarity there. Jim is much more of a, well, he's a great arranger, but he's also a, a, a great engineer and mix engineer and, and works very, very hands-on with the technology in the studio and, and achieving what he wants to achieve sonically. And Kate is more of a, you know, she's fully immersive in the songs and, and she knows how to sing all of the lyrics before she came in. She knew all, she was very, very conversant with all the material. There's a, a different approach there, but she wasn't like a, a hands-on engineer type. So I love both, both uh, processes of working with the, the two of them. Is there any other guest producers you're eyeing off for potentially future collaborations? Uh, no, uh, you know, we weren't really in the market for a producer. We've got a studio and everybody's in the band has been a part of a, a lot of records. Uh, we know how to make records and know how to use a studio. The tantalizing prospect of working with Kate was just that it wasn't, we were looking for a producer and we thought of Kate, it was more like we thought of Kate and then thought maybe she would produce us, <laughs> you know? I noticed on your blog, uh, Starship Casual, that you have an on this day kind of feature of where Wilco was. And back in 2014, on uh, round about this day, you performed with your son in your band Tweedy on the Colbert Report and also on NPR's Tiny Desk. Uh, take me back there. What was that like? There must have been a real sense of pride working with your son, Spencer. Yeah, it's an amazing gift to 
to get to spend time with your kids as they grow older. And, and same thing with Sammy, our youngest son, he's 23 years old now, Spencer's 27. Just the feeling that they still want to spend time with, with me and my wife is, uh, I don't know, <laughs> feels really like we've done the something lottery. right. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, getting to make music with your family, with your children, I highly recommend it. It's a, it's an intimate process with your friends in a band and you have to really grow into that intimacy with, with the members of a band over a long period of time with your family, that intimacy is, is immediate and that trust is immediately there, which I think is, is a really wonderful environment to create music. I was interviewing Jason Isbell recently, who obviously collaborates with his wife, and he sort of said something on the lines that you never really have true intimacy with your partner unless you make music with them, which really shows you the sort of depth, I suppose, of that collaboration. And speaking of collaboration, you worked with Billy Bragg on Mermaid Avenue. This was reportedly not necessarily an easy collaboration, but you've reflected on it positively, and the records are very much loved. What did bringing someone else's words to life teach you? Um, I think the, the main takeaway from getting to experience uh, Woody Guthrie's archives, what he left behind, the amount of material he left behind for a young writer like myself when I was given this opportunity was just an amazing confirmation of you got you to gotta do it. You have to do it every day. <laughs> and you, you should never put any kind of barriers on what you're going to write about. You should, you know, the, the vastness of his interests and there's, there's songs in there that are pornographic. There's songs about warships. There's songs about, you know, it, it basically it was a, a kick in the pants to create some sort of process or practice that puts yourself in the path of inspiration on a daily basis. You know, I think that's where I really learned that that's a, a good way to live, much less be an artist. Of course, you've published your words before there was the book Adult Head Poems. You're releasing a new book this month. Does writing books scratch the same itch as songwriting for you or is it a different kind of part of your creativity? Well, I wrote a, a memoir and another book about uh, how to write one song or songwriting book. So this is my third book that's not like poetry or anything like that. I did eventually really come to love the process of writing prose, it didn't come natural uh, naturally to me, I don't think. I did, I did read that when you wrote Let's Go So We Can Get Back, that memoir of recording and discording with Wilco, etc. Yeah. Apparently you were quite hesitant. How, how, how did that hesitancy change? What changed your mind? Um, I think it was m my kids were initially kind of appalled at the idea of me writing what they thought of as my life story uh, when... The, to their way of thinking. I wasn't anywhere near finished living my life, you know. It, so. it does have a certain sort of finality to it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, how many volumes yeah. of your autobiography are you allowed to release? Exactly. I mean, but the other, on the other hand, will somebody give me an opportunity to write anything again in the future? Well, you know, it's never, it's never a guarantee. I think we came down with the conclusion that it can't hurt. And if, it, you know, there's some, there is some story there to share. And, uh, you know, by the time I finished writing that book, I had gotten comfortable 
with writing, you know, writing in my own voice. I wasn't trying to, you know, break new ground in literature with a, you know, a memoir. I just wanted to try and get it as close as possible to spending some time with somebody and being comfortable enough to tell them uh, some of my my thoughts. And basically, I taught myself how to write prose by reading out loud a lot and, and just knowing how I wanted it to sound. And I wanted it to sound like me. And over time, I've gotten, it's gotten a little bit easier to do that. It is fatiguing trying to uh, invoke someone else's voice. Whereas if you are channeling that inner voice, you can kind of keep going really it's coming from a natural place musician jeff tweedy from wilco is my guest here on rn drive i do want to ask you jeff about those migraines that you've suffered most of your life you wrote about it in the new york times and you've spent a considerable amount of time going between doctors you wrote a song about it less than you think which ends with this 12 minutes of drone noises to kind of express to someone who doesn't know uh, how migraines feel i'm curious to know if anything else creative or positive has come out of the sort of pain and challenge of dealing with your migraines? Oh, I mean, I, I, it's, it's a strange relationship with pain uh, that grows over time. There have been many periods where I've felt like I, I would miss them if they were gone completely. Uh, really? It's a weird realization. Yeah, because there's some, it's almost like being reborn when one goes away. There's a euphoria that comes with it, that in the middle of it, I don't, I think I'm going to die. And I think that this is probably the last one. <laughs> and and uh, you, you can be pretty despairing, but it's taught me a lot. I mean, and I, and I think that that's taught me also that I don't think pain should go to waste. I think that there is an inherent lesson with most forms of pain. And that one has taught me something that's pretty elemental. And, and I think it's taught all the time, but I've experienced it in a way that teaches in a deeper, at a deeper molecular level that this mm. too shall pass. You know, that's the, that's the, one of the simplest, um, you know, bits of wisdom out there. But I think living in a, through pain really makes it indelible, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. And the release of that tension, I, I certainly understand that. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to ask you, I mean, given you've made music for, what, 30-plus years now, and given how Wilco has evolved over that time, bands mature and change and evolve, I wonder what younger bands you see out there now that you'd like to see create music for the next 30 years and how they might mature evolve and grow oh man i mean it's a it's a hard thing to picture i mean it's really kind of you know i would have never been able to picture this for us uh 30 years ago in a way it's just it's just uh it's just we have a stubborn habit of keeping going <laughs> you know it's just like, <laughs> keep making records and you know, I don't know if I recommend it. <laughs> I mean, obviously I do because I, I, I love getting to do what I do and I love that we're still allowed to do it and at the level we're allowed to do it. To answer your question, I mean, there are so many great young bands, but you don't never know what makes them great might, might just be the moment, you know? And I think I see great songwriters all over the place that I'm pretty certain are going to be writing music and be involved in music for a long, long period of time. But a, a band is a band is a, a, a different type of beast, I think. 
Well, Jeff, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your tour from the rainy tour bus in somewhere in the back of Kansas. So I'm going to play the song Cousin from the new album. Jeff Tweedy's been my guest. His band Wilco and the new album are out now. Tickets are on sale for their only Sydney show, their third Melbourne show in March next year is uh, still available. Jeff, an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me.
You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park.